Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am, of course, your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray. With me, as always, is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. And special guests two nights in a row. Let's see if we can dissolve this whole friendship already. Uh, we have the, the hosts of PWU, Mr. 100, Shannon Young. Honestly, could go either way between me or Hunter, to be fair. <laughs> or you, or Dalton, you know. And hey, everybody. And from the lands between, Double H, Hunter Hendricks. My runes at. I'm just here so I don't lose runes. I, <laughs> I I would like to now be known as from the uh, the uh, chick the cheeks between. Nope. The Jesus nope. Christ. If, if I could, no. You, no. no. I mean, you can you can tell. This is not. I want to believe you want to. <laughs> alien cheeks. <laughs> you you can tell you can give Caleb that information for uh, April thirtieth, uh, which oh, we'll fact, see. <laughs> in fact, I will do now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. I'll make sure he's. I'll make sure he gets that in there. Which cool. uh, speaking of speaking of April thirtieth uh, is of course the next CCW event, and I received a very angry text message from one the best of the best Austin Lane. That we, oh, you too? Yeah, that we failed to mention that uh, he is making his return to CCW that night. Yes. So, give, um, given some, some, for old time's sake, I'll hit you with the from rope to rope and pillar to post, the best of the best, Austin Lane making his return. Uh, and I want you to know, and I wanted to blindside you with this on the show, Shannon, that I 100% threw you under the bus. I said, uh, Shannon is the host of PWU. I have no creative control anymore. I signed I, that over. <laughs> I, I let Austin know. I, I told him, I was like, I, I assumed you were going to, because I knew he was going to be there, but I said, I assumed you were going to be the mystery partner for Marco. So the fact that they just announced, hey, Austin Lane is fighting Hollis Giroux, like, well, that's okay. Sure. <laughs> so I don't pay attention. To the, I don't pay attention to the CCW Facebook page. What do I look like? I saw it on Twitter. I didn't even know I, didn't even, I, didn't know I was in a match till Dalton said something. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. I was like, wait, what? And then I was just like, I, yeah, that's the caption for the retweet. Wait, what? <laughs> I handle, I handle all of Mr. 100's bookings. He does, and it's always against I him, thought, and he always wins. I really thought you were going to say you didn't know you were in a match until Dalton hit you, and I was like, or what part? Shannon just materializes in the ring, and he's like, wait, what am I doing here? What the? Why is got, he grabbing me? I got beamed. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get into everything for the show, uh, for the, the reviews for all the wrestling of the weekend, a quick couple things. Uh, first off, shout out to Mouthpiece Studios. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at I am a mouthpiece for the new music, the new music intro. This is the the debut of our new intro that was made for us, and it's not just generic stock music anymore. And I am super excited with it. I wait, it's, Hunter, is he attacking our stock music? No, but I yeah, just, I mean, you you can use it. I ain't got it though. That's if, why we started using that Hardy Boys theme until uh, old until Tony, Tony opened up his wallet yeah. and screwed it up for us. I mean, you could still buy it. It's it's not like there's only one person who can ever use it. It's a but yeah. you all, but you also have to buy the Hollies theme as well. Like it's a package deal. You don't <laughs> oh, get you I, don't I get just we'll, the Hardys. Thanks, I count TV. I, I count that as an absolute win. We're just gonna save up for the American males and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I listened That'll to that on my car ride to work. <laughs> that is that is that is the the ideal entrance music for pretty much anything like podcasting, wrestling, just walking into a room, your job, yes. you know, wherever it is, just 
Yes. You could just pull it Weddings, out on your cell phone. Parties, uh, your funeral. <laughs> yeah. All Bet. events. Bet. All events. That's happening. <laughs> oh no, Dalton, we've already got you covered. It's it's uh we know what's gonna be playing nonstop on loop at your funeral. Yeah, it's like fine. You say and what happens when you die. Yeah. It's gonna be Rob Conway's theme, isn't it? No. Damn it. it it's gonna it's gonna be Are you serious? How do you not know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be the greatest. Me, then I are on the right page. The oh, greatest. You guys are horrible people. You're all horrible people. Wow, I thought you liked him. He was very nice when he came to CCW, but I guess sorry, you're a dick. Oh adults yeah, big no, time mess with know. Kevin Nash, so <laughs> he is <laughs> best friend. Can you imagine him sitting in a car with like someone sitting in a car with Kevin Nash and not asking him about Ninja Turtles 2? I like, can't even imagine Kevin Nash sitting in a car. I thought you were just going to leave it at that. Like he's there's no room. He is, he's too big. For the man. He is very he he's is too large. Big boy. Big boy. Well, not Keith not like Brock Lesnar doing the Keith Lee big boy big this way. He big, oh, he big tall. That Vertical. Was so good. That was Vertical. so good. Uh, Brock and- Lesnar put Keith <laughs> oh, Lee yeah. over more in that Royal Rumble than the rest of the WWE did his entire main wrestling. Oh, you mean you didn't like run. the Bearcat? He was the Bearcat, Dalton. What does I, that mean, by the way? I um, will agree. I want to agree with the internet on Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee. He's a great talent, but he sounds like such a fucking dork when he talks. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's awful. What was the, um, the thing like? Keith for Lee for sounds like the kind of guy who describes his his laundry as linens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty solid that was a pretty solid like week it felt like on twitter of just people like but it was it was all nice things like it they were nice yeah it was never oh, shitty yeah. right. but it was and, yeah. and it was it was funny once mia yim got in on it because she was like man it's sad how many of these are true and just, like, <laughs> <laughs> the level of shitting on keith lee in the yeah. nicest way possible <laughs> keith lee sounds like a lovely person it's like yeah we know it's fine <laughs> uh and then of, chance because of it is you know a special occasion it is wrestlemania weekend we have the pwu crew here with us uh yeah. if you want our reactions and our reviews of night one of wrestlemania head over to the podzilla 1985 podcast feed uh the pwu cross nerdiest part of the ring uh episode one is live there you can the hear excellence. all our thoughts for night one and then we're going to cover the rest here tonight so but before we do that we start every show and i'm not making an exception for this one the power of positivity the internet is a cesspool a terrible place to be people just say the dumbest most vile shit because they can uh but we're not about that so we're going to say something positive about just someone in wrestling um i'm going first because for dalton steals it even though it's a trend on this show at this point no i don't how can i steal it when i go first uh but mine goes to kofi uh kingston and xavier woods for their wrestlemania attire wearing the singlets wearing the colors that biggie wore whenever he won the wwe championship uh for their match we will get into the match itself uh probably shouldn't talk about that during a positive segment but the idea and the love that they had to show bigly or big e that uh whoop whoop bigly uh <laughs> is very very touching and sweet and also i kind of want to see xavier woods in a singlet full time because that that worked for me don't go ahead uh it's going it's going to the jackass crew uh just all of them every single one <laughs> of them that were there uh because again it's one of those things that it's very rare that i watch a match and there's nothing i can bitch about that was from bell to bell the biggest smile i had all weekend uh second biggest smile i had all weekend uh the other one was at cape uh but like 
they did such a good job and they had such a respect for like mania as a whole and not making it like it was dumb but it needed to be dumb and it just felt like they really wanted to do a good job and it was like the one thing that i didn't see anybody be shitty about so i want to give them a shout out for just putting a smile on my face and i think everybody hears faces as well shana what is uh some positive you want to put out there for wrestling this week uh well you know I want to add on to what you, what Dalton said, because um, I watched night one of WrestleMania or part of it at my store, like I said yesterday, and I watched it with a girl. She's a sweet girl. I won't say her name, a lovely girl, Um, but watching it and she's not a wrestling fan and having her commentary during it was God awful and it made me turn it off. But the positive part is night two when we watched it live, it was the jackass match and all the people there that didn't like wrestling fell in love with it in that moment they sit there and watched and we all laughed and like we were just had the best time that was the first that was the first time i've watched wrestling with a group since we all used to do it and um it was just oh it was fun it was uplifting so it made me happy that's nice hunter what what's what's something positive you want to put out there for the world of wrestling Um, so we didn't talk about this when we talked about night one last night but at the end of, of Austin's match with Kevin Owens and he's doing the, the celebration, of course, Byron gets stunned. Owens has long since been stunned. Everybody's getting beers followed by stunners. Uh, I do believe now he holds the distinction. Stone Cold Steve Austin brought his brother into the ring. First of all, I didn't know that's who he was because I wasn't listening to the commentary. I was like, who who this? <laughs> who, who, yeah. who is this? Um, he, I think, now holds the distinction of being the only person to ever have a beer with Stone Cold in the ring and not catch a stunner at the end of it. Um, and that was, was just fun. It. Yeah, I really, because <laughs> you know, I, I eventually heard them say something, something, brother, and I went, "Oh, okay, it's it's that's for him." Um, and I thought, okay, here it comes, here it comes in any second. And I I've, I've never been so glad to not see a stunner because I don't think that would have been a good idea. <laughs> I also, it uh, also kind of looked like I don't know if Stone Cold knew he was going to be there because of how quickly he like he did the hug and then he very quickly yeah. was just like, okay, you, do you go yeah. out here now? Because he he called out to him during the match like one time. He kind of got his attention and and kind of yelled at him, you know, as he was in and out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And they showed him for a minute then, and I was like, oh, okay, that's. Must be somebody he. I, I legitimately like my brain started working overtime, and I just assumed, oh, this is somebody who uh, works with the Broken Skull IPA or something, or works, you know, somebody he knows. I didn't realize that they were not just related, but that that was his brother. Do you know who uh, I legitimately so was, thought it was? was cool. Because it was just like I don't recognize this this person, but he's like clearly special to Austin. I yeah. thought it was the timekeeper that they had fired, who was responsible for throwing him uh, all of the beers. The beers. Yeah. That's what I thought. All too. the years. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, it's his brother. I was like, okay, that's also cool. Not everything yeah. has to tie into the the 50-year <laughs> lore of pro wrestling. But and I mean, you know, credit to Austin, too. Not that this is really all the time for it, but credit to him for still catching most of the beers. Mm-hmm. Even when he's mostly drunk, mm-hmm. he's still pulling it off. That's pretty Also, impressive. is it just weird to you? And I know he's done it before, but when he, the beer gets thrown and he does drop it, and that happened a couple times, that he's just like, fuck it, and then just wait. He's like, I need another one. I dropped I, that one. I'm, I, I, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here just for a second. Uh, if there's one thing I really appreciated Pat McAfee for, it was that he, while laying there stunned, <laughs> was like grabbing discarded beers. No, he just threw him one. Them. Stone Cold threw him one. 
Well, he, but he drank more than one. Because oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Start another one. Okay, because like he threw one, and I was like, did he throw that to Cole? And then like a second later, we got the best gif out of WrestleMania history. Of just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was amazing. Uh, but like, I'm sorry, that's, that's not the best gift. The best gift happened at the end of, happened right before that. <laughs> Uh, you're all incorrect because the best gift came earlier in the match and the uh, most iconic pickup and slam of all time to happen at a WrestleMania in the Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn match. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We're not even we're not even talking about WrestleMania yet because we got two other shows that happened this weekend. Uh, first one being Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor uh, 15. And I want to give this one a special shout out because this is very interesting because it is the first Ring of Honor pay-per-view event to take place since Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor himself. And we're not going to do a full match-by-match breakdown of this, just I kind of wanted to hit some highlights for stuff that feels like it's going to be important going forward. With uh, We have Tully Blanchard Industries forming. He had been fired by FTR and AEW, and then it looks like he hires uh, the Gates of Agony, which is Jasper Khan and Toa Leona, as well as Brian Cage, making his return under the AEW banner since it was announced that his contract was being extended, even though he seemed to be kind of surprised by that with how little he has been used at AEW the last few weeks. And then uh, we had the Jay Lethal heel turn against Lee Moriarty. That's two signed AEW competitors on the card. And then that played into the main event as well. Uh, One thing that I do, there's one thing that, it seems like AEW, Tony Khan, the booking leans on a lot because now we've gotten it twice within just a couple months and I don't like it. Uh, there was a match to name the interim ROH Women's World Champion, uh, which Mercedes Mercedes Martinez defeated Willow Nightingale. And why wouldn't you just have a number one contenders match? Deanna Perazzo is the ROH Women's Champion. She was already booked at an Impact event. They did the uh, Multiverse of matches i think it was called yeah and but so why do we need an interim champion she's she's not injured she's not out she just wasn't there i think that aw really likes to lean into being like almost real sports sometimes which is weird when you have people like dan cassidy Cassidy, um on your roster but that is a very ufc thing to do where it's uh hey our welterweight champion is gonna fight uh well he's injured well we need a championship fight so he uh instead of him fighting the the contender fighting the champion we're gonna get another guy that's like number three in the world they're gonna fight each other for their interim belt and then they're gonna combine it whenever the welterweight champion is cleared um again i don't i'm kind of with you on this ace where i don't like that premise because i didn't like it whenever they did it with uh guevara guevara either uh that ended up working out really well but I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. We're just like, wait, especially, you're going to get her like she'll she'll come and do the show, especially because, again, she's not injured. This wasn't a yeah. oh, we have to take the belt off of her. Oh, you know, it's th- this was just a she was already she already had a booking. So but it's cool that Mercedes getting recognized because she's someone who's been so very good for such a very long time to, and to see her just like with any title, even if it is an interim title that she may not even hold on to is was cool. Uh, we have a new ROH World TV champion in Minoru Suzuki. I just want to... That's dope. That's interesting. I just want to shout yeah. out the fact that Minoru Suzuki is holding a championship in America. In 2022? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's timeless. He's timeless. Yeah, because time is afraid of him. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, nah, we're, nah I'm oh. good. I'm good. I'm gonna you let him go. You guys still believe in time. It means nothing. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, we have a new ROH Pure Champion as Wheeler Yuta defeated Josh Woods. And also, on top of that, Wheeler Yuta officially becoming All Elite, uh, signing the contract that same night, it seemed. Uh, new... So where William Regal was like, that's cute. He was there. <laughs> he, he was, you. And now he's... <laughs> All right. So I have a question on on people like Willard. You said that he mm-hmm. he signed his All Elite contract mm-hmm. that night, right? Yeah. But but he's been wrestling for All Elite wrestling for a while, hasn't he? Yes. Is it, is it all handshake deals or what? Per appearance. Yeah. Okay. It's just a lot. A lot of the people that you see on like that are regulars on things like Dark and Elevation, and even sometimes on Dynamite and Rampage. A lot of them who don't have actual contracts, they just are. You know, they get paid per appearance. And okay. AW continues to work with them, but they don't have, they're not like full time roster members. It was the now, same kind of thing that like uh, Fuego del Sol, whenever yeah. they were doing the sign Fuego thing, they were doing all of those shows out of the one area arena. And whenever they announced they were going to start touring, that's when it really picked up because there, when you go to different locations, there's different local people you could source from. So yeah. people were worried he was going to just kind of be left in the dust since he wasn't there at their like quote unquote home base. Yeah, and uh, you're and you're also correct, Shannon, for thinking that because Wheeler Yuta probably has one of the longest agreement or had one of the longest agreements like that, because whenever he won the the pure title, and then they said like, hey, he's all elite. I was like, holy shit, they didn't sign him yet, did they? I was the same like, way. He's, like he's been with the best friends for eight a couple months. months now. Yeah, it's been it's been an extended period of time because Trent Barretta's been back for a while too, and Wheeler Yuta was with them before that. Mm-hmm. so like i mean maybe no i'd be willing to say eight months like it's been a very long time since he started working regularly with aew it's cool he's getting better literally every time he's out there and like he's a lot of fun to watch um and i like what they're potentially going to do with him in a uh, blackpool combat club i the yeah the, this the story with like Trent being pissed that he wants to like potentially leave <laughs> versus him just and have other friends. <laughs> yeah, but they are the best friends. So why would you ever want that? Right. Uh, we have new ROH world tag team champions. Uh, FTR defeated the Briscoe brothers, which is going to make a lot of match of the year lists at the end of the year. I can't say that I'm necessarily surprised. I was equal parts surprised and not surprised that the, that FTR won it because one, they're already the AAA tag champions and but at the same time warner has said that they didn't want AEW to hire the briscoes or do anything with them but that is an AEW thing and tony khan owns both AEW and ring of honor it's not a situation where like AEW owns ring of honor so maybe he could have gotten away with using them at ring of honor as long as it's not a part of a warner deal i don't i don't know but also it may not be worth the hassle Headache. of trying to juggle that uh, and then we do have a unified, undisputed Ring of Honor world champion in Jonathan Gresham as he defeated Bandito. And then after the fact, uh, Jay Lethal attacked Gresham with Sanjay, or not Sanjay Dutt, you're little... No, yeah, it was Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, Sanjay, Sanjay yeah, Dutt, yeah. yeah. I, my brain was, wanted to say Jay Lethal again. It's like, with Jay Lethal and Jay Lethal. Wait, no, not him. Oh, he had the mimic tier. <laughs> well, now that it's been nerfed, why even bother? 
not even yeah. use it. Apparently. No, no I don't know. I still haven't gotten to where you can unlock it. It's fine. Uh, but <laughs> to make the save was a debuting All Elite Samoa Joe. And Shannon, I have a very important question for you. Have you seen this segment yet? Yes. What did you think of Joe's entrance music? I thought it was good. It's it's not my favorite version of Joe's music, but uh, it was very... I mean, it's what I thought Samoa Joe would sound like when he came out. I literally... I listened for the roar. Mm-hmm. I listened for, you know, the beats. And it was very close to what I imagined. So I have no complaints against it, really. That makes me happy. Because, I did, like, as soon as I heard it, anytime... I mean, that's always the big, like, okay, what's the Godzilla influence going to be? Yes. And, yeah. And, and I totally heard it. Yeah. So... But that was super cool. Uh, yeah, so Supercard of Honor, very, very strong show, top to bottom. Uh, and the FTR, Briscoe Brothers, Gresham and Bandito, and Wheeler Yuta, Josh Woods matches all specifically, I would say, are well worth going out of your way to see, if you haven't yet. But moving on from Ring of Honor, we have NXT Stand and Deliver. That was Saturday at noon, prime wrestling watching times. And yes. my cat get your is... bowl of popcorn, settle in on the yes. couch with the family. <laughs> Cuddle up, with get the, under the cover. Uh, with my the cat sun is... <laughs> shining inside. <laughs> my cat is trying to break into this room. Um, so, did everyone saw Stand and Deliver, didn't yeah, they? I saw most of it. There was a couple things I didn't see, but I saw most of it. Okay. Yeah, I saw it. So, yeah, I watched it. before we go match by match, Hunter, just top level, what did you think of the event as a whole? I, this is the first NXT thing I have really seen since they they were moving away from the whole black and gold from the 1.0 I guess um, and it was it was good I was not as thrilled with it as I have been in the past I mean NXT the 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 black and gold you know brand stuff for the longest time was one of my my favorite things it was the only thing I was keeping up with WWE with there for a little while um I, I like some of the, the newer talent. I'm impressed with some of the stuff they're doing. I don't necessarily still... I'm not fully on board with the whole 2.0 thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was in, I was invested enough. They they kept me invested enough that I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite thing of the weekend, but it was it was good. Sure. Dalton, you have been vocal about how much you dislike NXT 2.0. What did you think of Stand and Deliver? Uh, I, I, it was a good show. I just don't like the product. Uh, I'm su- he like, sounds so sad. He is. He. It, it. I mean, but really, when you think of how great you know the black and gold era was versus it, yeah, the, yeah. the little bit of a fall off. I Poppy. get it. Yeah, I. <laughs> the latter match was my favorite because uh, I love Cameron Grimes. But yes, uh, yeah, no, it, like it was a good show. It's just one of those things, like Hunter said. Uh, I had such an attachment to that original NXT. So that was like one of the things that me and you bonded over when we first became friends. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, such a bummer to see that they just, like, completely let go of it as a whole. That being said, I can't say it was a bad show. It's just not a show that I'm going to follow up on. Sure. Shannon, from what you saw, what did you think of it? I had the exact opposite reaction to Dalton. After seeing this, it made me want to watch 2.0 more. Um, I really liked it. I thought this was a great show. And a lot of characters that I was familiar with and a lot that I was not familiar with. And they all impressed me. Um, one of my favorite matches of the entire weekend was the four-way uh, match for the women's title. I thought that was really good because I'm a huge Mandy Rose fan, have been forever. So sad when they broke her up with Otis, and I thought, well, that's the end of her career. But then they put her in NXT, and she's doing great. And I, and when I went into this match, I was worried that she was going to be the odd man out because you had, what, Dakota Kai, you had Io Shirai, and... Uh, um, Cora Jade. It, it was oh, Cora Jade. It was Cora Jade, Jade yeah. Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai. 
and I was uh, yeah, what are Dakota Kai? They were in the. I'm thinking of the tag match later. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought she was going to be the odd person out because I know those other women are such good wrestlers. But Mandy Rose was so good in that, and she was convincing. She looked like a star. Her entrance was incredible. I I was really impressed by that match, and I I liked the whole event. I thought it was good. I watched that entrance, and I, and I don't know why I didn't immediately message you because I remember thinking, well, Shannon's going to love this. Yes. <laughs> this is like full-blown like oh. winged angel in the, in the so chapel, cool. like in the church. Yeah. That, so that cool. Was, I knew that was going to be your My jam. favorite entrance of the of the weekend by far. <laughs> if if only Poppy was there to sing her down. Doesn't That's matter what song. Part about, <laughs> the only part about NXT 2.0 I don't like is they abandoned Poppy for whatever. Poppy was... <laughs> Io's entrance is still pretty intense, though, and I kind of forgot that Sarah hadn't seen it, so it starts up, and by the time that Io comes out and starts yelling, I looked over on the couch, and my wife goes, okay, all right, let's, come on now, let's bring <laughs> it down, down a little bit there. Sim it down now. Uh, the pre-show match was Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defeating Toxic Attraction to win the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, so I missed this match entirely, because the replay that I watched on Peacock on Not Sunday... On wasn't there yep. and it even started with all, showing only two entrants for the ladder match and i was like it was very weird that was so weird so i need i still haven't gone back to rewatch this yet but now i also don't feel like i don't need to because on tuesday they already Recon. lost the belts yeah they retconned it um i love i love Gigi dolan by the way like i i, I know the former priscilla kelly i think she's gonna be big mm-hmm. uh, she there's something about her she just has that it factor um yeah, I love her. The The whole Toxic Attraction Act has been yes. like a big shining example of like what 2.0 has done correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I got to give him credit there. But it, it fits. It's, it also, to me, feels like the kind of thing that would have fit really well in the original Black and Gold. And I yeah. think that's why it works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like, I, th- I don't know if it's because part of it is that now we've had a lot more time. Because when 2.0 started, it was a shotgun blast of new characters. And now that we've right. gotten a lot of time with a lot of these characters, they I've had time to, like, they've had time to grow on me. I've, I've got time to, like, learn who they are, what they're about, see what they can do. So I think, that, like, overall, I, this is the most I've enjoyed an NXT, like, special since 2.0 started, and it's not even close. Like, this yeah. reminded me of an old, like, of a black and gold style event, just with a different presentation. Yeah. And big you know, fight feel. There's some there's some people that I think are being pushed a little too heavily too quickly, but I mean that's mm-hmm. just a personal thing. That's that's not really anything I'll, I can do about that. I will share them later. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Uh, but starting the match, which definitely didn't give anything away, was Cameron Grimes making his entrance, followed by the North American champion Carmelo Hayes, uh, as they take place in the fatal five way ladder match, also featuring Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, and Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson Waller is also someone that I have very quickly become a fan of uh, between the War Games match and then his appearance here. Just the double pass-through leg basketball dribble elbow drop is Hall of Fame worthy. Fight me. I don't care. It's great. Something I really liked about him quickly was that, you know, I came into this match not really knowing a lot of these guys outside Mm -hmm. of Cameron Grimes, who I told you way back when he first debuted. I was like, yes, this is the best. I love everything about this. Mm -hmm. Um and really, I didn't know much about anybody else in this match. Grayson Waller was the one who I immediately sort of singled out as like, I don't know about this guy, because he seems very vanilla compared to, you know, you got Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams, who, by the <laughs> way, I also love. He's great. Um, Sola Sokoa, who already looks like a star just based on the on the appearance. Um, 
but yeah, Grace Waller was was just physically impressive. Just the the amount of of uh, athleticism was unreal. Yeah, that, that stuff was nuts. Very scary. Him going through the ladder, catching his arm. Like oh, I I don't want to see that again. Ah. They can stop showing that replay at any point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Cameron Grimes, reta- uh, not retaining, winning and becoming the new NXT North American Championship, the A to the moon. title to the moon. Uh, Dalton Shane, what do you guys think of this match? I'm assuming it's I'll, one of the I'll ones that you guys quick. saw. <laughs> I'll go real quick because I know Dalton's got better insight than I do um, because he watches this more than I do. But I thought it was a good match. I really love Cameron Grimes. The one thing, Dalton's shaking his head, no. The one thing I, I, I really miss about Cameron Grimes for what I saw from him before, I miss the Ted DiBiase thing. Like, I wish DiBiase was still there, um, unless he is still there, in which case, please tell me now before I keep going. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought the the DiBiase, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes thing was great. That was one of my favorite parts of NXT, so I, w- I was hoping they would keep Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase together. But with, with that said, I still love Cameron Grimes. I thought it was a good match. I wasn't familiar with a lot of the guys in here other than Cameron Grimes and uh, the one that you mentioned, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller, I don't know. I don't know his name. Waller. I just know him. Yeah, see, I was right. Uh, but I thought it was a good match. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a, like, it was a really, really good WrestleMania weekend multi-man ladder match. Like, that is a match that happens every year at almost every company, and this one was that. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, really cool high spots. Uh, I liked Solo Sokoa was the one that I was kind of pushing for. I like him a lot. Um, with the very minimal I watch NXT 2.0, I try to catch all of Cameron Grimes shit and all of Solo Solo Sokoa shit. Um, I'm happy with, but again, I'm happy that Cameron Grimes won. Like that was a that was not a loss in my head of like, oh, they could have done that instead. Hunter, I'm also gonna send you uh, a picture of Cameron Grimes' action figure right now. Yeah, please do. I was gonna say when we uh, when when Grimes got bought up or brought up a channel was talking about like his. Oh, I should have muted that because I don't. Sorry, have my bad. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I uh, okay, yeah. This might be what, what I'm looking for here. Don't get me wrong. I love the the Cameron Grimes DiBiase thing. I also really loved Grimes back when, like, when he first debuted before any yeah. of the money stuff happened, mm-hmm. and he was just this really just kind of like I don't know greasy mountain guy. Like I loved that. You like, liked him as Trevor Lee in Impact? The... Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> when the first time he showed up on NXT, just as that way, as, as that guy in that way. Uh, I was into it. Now the money thing is is cool. Like the 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 whole stock trading thing is is fine. He's got kind of a a uh, you know Beverly Hillbillies kind of thing going on now. And that's <laughs> that's cool. Um, please don't ever bring that to the main roster because it will immediately become that. That will be the angle now. Swimming pools, movie stars. Y'all <laughs> come have, back now. You hear? They got and happy I don't Corbin. Want it. So. <gasps> well, that's that's no. Mm-mm. Happy no. Corbin oh, introduces his new financial advisor. Not. It would be total yeah, shit, Hunter. I agree. Times. <laughs> it would be. He'll pull a full Gordon Gecko and he'll look at it, you know, Grimes, for lack of a better word, is good. <laughs> uh, never you could have that one for free, WWE. You got to pay for the next that's, one. That's no, on you us. can't. Pay me oh, now. Never mind. Please, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually, it's on the nerdiest part of the ring, so pay me. <laughs> And then it's, it'll be trickle down economics. You Finders, see, I'll Finders feed. Works. that works. Uh, next match was Tony D'Angelo defeating Tommaso Ciampa by pinfall. Uh, very much a felt like a changing of the guard, passing of the torch moment with more than likely Ciampa's final appearance on NXT. 
and the match itself I thought was really solid. Uh, I think that D'Angelo is is solid for how like new he is to NXT, like to television. I just I don't like this. I hate the character. I hate the the super over the top. Like if even if he just kept all of the normal, like if he wanted to be the Don of NXT, that's fine. It's just the stupid, like the over the top accent. Isanos and the yeah, like it it feels very like '90s WWE character. Can we sincere? Yeah, when 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 I said I had thoughts, can we talk about it? Because these are my thoughts. Um, (laughs) I don't get this guy at all. Like the match was fine, I guess, but of all people. To send Tommaso Champa off with I like does Champa owe him a favor or is he like his nephew or something? Because <laughs> I didn't get it at, in any well, way. It's he had to lose or he was gonna sleep with the fishes. Hunter, oh. I also feel like the problem is is they don't have that guy anymore. They don't have like Adam sure Cole. He was in the main event. And his name was Braun Breaker. No, but like that's your championship guy. Like you, you don't really uh-huh. have it. Like. You have. I know. <laughs> I said but, what I said. But if you look at old NXT, like Black and Gold, Adam Cole always had that belt, and then you would still have people like Organo. Um, Ciampa was that guy for a while for a lot of people when they got called up. You'd have Keith Lee. You'd have Donovan. Di- uh, Di- Dijak. Fuck, I can't say that name half the time. Anyway, Dijakovic? like. Uh, yeah, but I just but you'd have <laughs> yeah. all those people. Now you have these goofy characters, and I think that's my biggest. Like I've. Me and Ace have had this conversation so many times of just, like, I do not like what NXT is anymore. And I get that it's hard to get the top indie talent in NXT, which is what NXT was whenever we enjoyed it, because, like, you have AEW and Ring of Honor and Impact pulling people now. Like and also you have them flat out saying they are no longer interested in pulling indie talent. So it's 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 very hard to pull indie talent when you're not actively looking for any. But I like, hear what you're saying too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, counterpoint real quick. That one girl's gimmick is that she's very sleepy. Yeah, but that's oh, also one you, of the most fun things it, on the show. That's also oh, one of you. The f- you mm, mm, mm. We will not. I we like do you. not. We do not slander Wendy on this on this show. I will not stand. Counterpoint. counterpoint he, that one girl is a magical girl who has a, 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 a locket no, from her no, grandma. You leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shannon Young will not will not abide well, any Sailor Moon abide. slander. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> uh, I thought the match was good. Uh, the one of the other things that I was gonna just like nitpick at was like, who the fuck was that that came out with D'Angelo? At some uh, point they called his, him Tony uh, Soprano, but like that's yeah, def that's his consigliere, you that's, know. He's, oh, but he didn't even. Asa, he was there to make you an offer that you couldn't refuse. All but this he didn't. Racism is killing me. He didn't do anything. <laughs> He literally just sat there the whole time. He he. It, Literally, it, when the match was over, he left the gun and he took the cannoli. Oh my god! Uh, but so yeah, the, I will say that it was a very nice moment when Champa going to the back and then Triple H's music playing, and that being the first time we have seen Triple H in any sort of like wrestling capacity since he almost died, uh, and all of that came out about his in-ring retirement and to give. Champa, that kind of moment was very sweet as well as it was also just kind of the it's out of my hands now buddy i'm so sorry <laughs> good good on you see you later good good luck I, on uh, smackdown in, in all in all seriousness for for was his name tony d'angelo mm-hmm. um, in, in all <laughs> in all seriousness though i thought it was pretty 
Like, you couldn't have timed this any better, that the calendar matched up perfectly for NXT Stand and Deliver happening on the same day as this, the day of his daughter's wedding. All right, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last one I had. <laughs> last one. Oh, oh, it, was, it was a solid one, though. <laughs> it was a solid one. Next yeah. up oh. was a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships which saw MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley defeating Imperium <laughs> and the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius, uh, oh, representing man. Diamond Mine. And the fact that Diamond Mine didn't win this match continues to baffle me because the this, Diamond uh, Mine... It's, it's also currently baffling WWE. Uh, well, just like, the, and the, and we'll, the one who got left behind. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, because me, uh... I 100% am in on everything that Diamond Mine and Malcolm Bivens specifically uh, is doing. An absolute yeah. treasure and is 100% must-see television. And, of course, yeah, the this now leaves the, t- the actual tag team championships up in the air with what's going to happen with Nash Carter being released from WWE like three days later due to yeah. the... It's or, Meltzer, well, Meltzer is saying that it's... <laughs> that's Mel- the question. Meltzer is saying it's because of the Hitler picture. The, yes. the he, he was shaving, he shaved the, the Hitler mustache... Sent a picture, and then his like soon-to-be current ex- ex-wife. It's not, it's not funny, but it's just like, of all the things, the phrase that we have to use is the Hitler picture. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> Why? Uh, and it's... Yeah. It very much feels Ugh. like it's so... You are turning into a whole lot of bad publicity for someone that is not at worth that to us. Like, right. if this was Braun Breaker... I feel like this would be a whole different story. Yeah. But this this reminds me of of the Dark Knight when they decided to keep the Joker and get rid of Two-Face. And after the fact, they went, shit, we should have went the other way. Uh, They should have kept the the Diamond Mine the titles and then just not worried about MSK. Mm -hmm. I mean, they wouldn't have known, obviously, until it happened. But in retrospect, it's like, yeah, wish we had thought about this beforehand. Because, I mean, those uh, accusations were out there for a while, for a couple days at least. Yeah, they started, literally started Thursday after we recorded. Because that's whenever I think it started popping up. Or it was while we were recording, one of the two. And then it just kept kind of snowballing for a few days. And I was like, okay, WWE's probably going to do their own thing. And then the, uh, sorry, Hunter, the Hitler picture came out. And they were like, Thanks. You just made this real easy. We needed we needed an easy out, and that was the easiest of outs. Uh, I'm gonna say that not in 2022. There's probably a couple of people that are sympathizing with Nash over a Hitler picture. They're like, oh come on, it was only Hitler. It was Uh, a joke. But like, yeah, that whole situation. I know we're not gonna get into it, but whoo, whoo, it was a good match. Uh, but whoo. I like the Creed brothers as, as all those people are. And especially the diamond mine. Um, again, Malcolm Bivens is a guy who I've not really gotten to see do anything until now. Um, and now that, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but, but you know, as of raw, we now know that MVP's allegiances lie elsewhere other mm-hmm. than with, with Bobby Lashley. Um, I know they're not going to call him up and I don't want to get him dragged out of there any faster or anything. I love what he's doing right now, but <laughs> I love the idea of, of a guy like Bivens going head to head with a guy like Heyman, just, just, you know, the, the back and forth. Um, 
if you ever wanted to put Bobby Lashley up against Roman Reigns and you put Bivens with Lashley, I could be really here for that. That seems like that would be a really good fit and a lot of fun for for that just the symmetry. The uh, I also angle. like Pretty Deadly. I want to say I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, um, but to I think it's jumping it, ahead a lot because they are not on this show. Well, it, we're talking <laughs> about the Creed Brothers, but the whole the whole with the Creed Brothers. I, I know I'm, I'm hopping around a little bit, but I just mm-hmm. want to throw that out there because I may never be back on this show, and I want to say it now. <laughs> uh, I, I the only thing that I will counter with hunter what him saying is like bivens excels as the comedy guy and granted he's showing with diamond mind that he can do he can be paired up with like a serious act and still be himself and be funny but yeah i do i would also love to see him just him versus Heyman and just seeing Heyman react to all of that that's where it would that's where it would excel because he can he can bring that sort of comedic energy um but with that that tinge of seriousness of like, yeah, we're having fun, but also my guy's going to beat your guy's ass. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going to happen next. So, and also, I'm going yeah. to claim that I beat your ass because you're not in the right. arena. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know how much of it. You, you need to follow him on Twitter for sure. But uh, the whole, the Malcolm Bivens-Walter, like, multi-year rivalry has been just, it's so fun to see. Um, which, speaking okay. of, of Gunther... He and Marcel Barthel reportedly going to be called up to the main roster, but not Fabian Eichner, who is like my favorite of that act. So fuck me, I no, guess. He's joining the Paisanos. Oh. They gotta have more. <laughs> Stop it. They gotta more guys to ride around in the car and. Just bring back Eric Young and form World Elite and NXT. Impact won't notice. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, next up was the fatal four way for the NXT women's championship. Mandy Rose retaining the title against Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. Uh, I was very surprised to see Rose retain because I yes, absolutely thought this was going to be Cora Jade's moment, yeah. but I can't, I will never complain about a core, uh, about a Mandy Rose win because especially that knee that end. I, I told, I think I told a couple people, I was like, man, watch that final shot. From yeah, you, Mandy see, Rose. you said it to me at CCW. Ooh. Cause you were like, that was a, that was a blast. And it, it 100% it was, was brutal. Yeah. Uh, or Jade got the special entrance, which I thought was kind of cool. This is the first time that I've seen her do anything. Um, <laughs> again, my wife usually has great little thoughts about this and she goes, uh, Levine. And I went, yep. That's what that's what it is. That's what you got. Um, I liked her back and forth with uh, with old Darby Allen. That's when I became a fan of her. Yeah, she Ooh, put him yeah. down uh, real yeah, hard. That was that was yeah. real fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they everybody in this match is supremely talented. Uh, it's also really the first time I've gotten to see Kaylee Ray do much outside of just being aware that she was doing a lot over in NXT, NXT UK. Um, but yeah, it, it, everything gelled really well. This was, this was just a nice, solid match. Uh, with a kind of surprising outcome in a way, but not in a bad way. Well, that was loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have no like like specific thoughts about it. It was I don't want to say it was perfectly cromulent. That makes it sound like it wasn't good. It was a very good match. I just have no new additions to make there. It was gives good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up was Gunther defeating L.A. Knight by pinfall. Um, this is one that I wish would have gone a little bit longer because. I, I, I am not a huge fan of Gunther's style. I, I've talked that to death. Um, but I am a big fan of L.A. Knight. So this this was also a feud that felt kind of rushed. Like it really didn't feel like it was as... The, the Ilya Dragunov match that he had. Like that was a build. And then they just immediately fed him to Breaker on NXT. That surprised the shit out of me. Mm. Yeah. 
uh, and kind of disappointing because like I felt like that could have been a big build up and a big blow off match for the next. They don't call them takeovers anymore, but the next NXT prime live event, whatever mm-hmm. word they're whatever stupid prime buzzwords directive. they're using. I'm <laughs> the uh, I'm, I'm pre- I want to say good on Gunther Waltz, whatever you want to call him, because the last time I saw him versus this time I saw him, he was in so much better shape. He was looking really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, boy, that that's guy just. Has- just streamlined and he is even scarier now like yes yeah so i'm kind of starting to come around to gunther it took a name change for me to really get behind him but you know please but you're glad they did it i'm glad they did and it's any young supports gunther and maybe that's part of why they had to release nash carter for posting the hitler photo because they've right, already, that was his because they've already because they've already skirted the line with trying to name him after a literal actual Nazi commander. So it's like, ah. oh, we should probably be zero tolerance and show him that that's what we mean. Dalton, you look like you're about the to explode. The one time they try to give somebody another name instead of taking one away, <laughs> it just happens to be. Well, wasn't that like when they they uh, before they debuted Kenzo Suzuki? They were going to name him um, Hirohito. Uh, yeah, Hirohito. Well, they did. Yeah. Oh, I thought they did. I could have sworn for a hot they, second. The, they the previews they did. The previews they did. There was like did. one preview yeah, where they yeah. said it. And then they were like, oh, that's a bad idea. It's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> But also, let's just say Valter was a great name. Uh, Asa just likes saying Gunter enough times around me because he knows it pisses me off. I'm, I'm sorry that I am reporting the name of the combatants. I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Gunter. Don't worry, I'll get. I'm gonna get even more mad in a little bit. So over the same fucking thing. I mean, so you, you might as well get your thoughts in now because I don't know what you're gonna talk about WrestleMania night too. You didn't watch. Austin had a match. <laughs> you you were like, what? I'm not. Austin had a match. He wasn't gonna watch WrestleMania night too. He was gonna be so mad that Austin ruined his his perfect retirement match. So he wasn't gonna watch night two. So I don't know what he's gonna talk about. Um, and then the main event of Stand and Deliver. Before we get to night two. Dolph Ziggler retaining the NXT championship against Braun Breaker. Uh, Breaker with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre entrance that they then did not clear the pieces of for the champion's entrance, so he just kind of had to walk around them. (laughs) (laughs) I like this Uh, match a lot. I love Dolph Ziggler in the main event of NXT. I love him as NXT champion. I wish it wouldn't have immediately been undone on Raw the next night. Yeah, that was, I was gonna say, another one that didn't really last very long. Cause... Yeah. It, What's whoops. the point of that? Why, why? I don't get that. Why with with them and with the women's tag team, why would you have them win at the pay-per-view just to have them lose a couple days later? What is the point of that? Just have them lose on the big show where there are more eyes on it. See, th- that, and that's the thing. As far as the women's tag team, this logic does not apply at all because it happened on NXT. But I'm willing to bet that there were more people watching the Raw after Mania than NXT Stand and Deliver. Oh. So you have the main you have the main the main show audience in general getting exposed to Braun Breaker again, and then yeah. you also have like that special night after Mania crowd to kind yeah. of get hopefully accept him and give him that you know reaction that they want to get. So right. I will give them a pass on that, but I will say I wish Ziggler's run was longer because I would have loved to have seen him feud with more NXT people, and I yeah. kind of hope He's that, that good. Yeah, I kind of hope he and Rude stick around in NXT for a little while of just like, nope, we like it here and we are gonna, you know, you know, he's someone that I would love to see. Look at anybody on this card like L.A. Knight versus Ziggler would be amazing. Him versus Grimes for the North American title would be great. Like, 
but the match was super good. I really liked it. Hunter and Shannon, because I know you guys don't watch a ton of NXT, what are your thoughts on Braun Breaker, like, as a act? I'm I'm into him. I like him. I mean, in general, here here's my here's my big issue, my one and only real big issue with Braun right here, because he's got the look. Uh, he seems like he can talk pretty well. That's great. Um, he's crisp in the ring. I mean, he's a freaking Steiner. Who's uh, surprised by that? Um, God, I'm tired of the spear, man. Yeah, I'm so tired of the spear. It's it chalk yet another one up. We, we got to be close to double digits at this point of people who in WWE alone, like in, in WWE products, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are using spears. I mean, off the top of my head, it's what? It's Goldberg, Edge, Ashley. Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Lashley, and now Breaker too. Like, I get it when you have, you know, somebody who can make a good impact with it. And he does, don't get me wrong. He has a good spear. We got plenty to compare to at this point. Um, Goldberg, not there all the time, and his is a little different anyway. But I just, there's got to be more we can do, man. I know that we're kind of in a, in a, a time frame uh, of wrestling where, like, finishers are not nearly as important as they used to be, and it's not as a, important as roll-ups. Well, that's the finish. <laughs> that's what it is now. Um, but I, I, and I know everybody's kind of got their little, you know, everybody's got a couple of things they can do. But I just, I, I'm so bored with the spear, man. He did that and I went, ah, yeah, it looked good. And yeah, it sure is a thing, but... Can he do anything else? <laughs> like, literally anything? That's all. Beyond that, the match was good. Like, mm. that was a weird kind of nitpicky complaint. The match was good. I think he's a good talent. Uh, he, he looks like he's going to be fun to watch as time goes on. I'm I'm interested. I also don't love the name, but I don't have the time to spend on that. I, yeah. Freaking Steiner. Just call him Steiner, man. Come on. I, I think the spear is also my finisher, but I'm not positive. <laughs> um, any, anyway. Ain't nobody know. Literally no one knows. <laughs> I like Braun Breaker, and I actually like his name. I hated it when I first heard it, but it's like the B-sharps. It's the opposite of the B-sharps. At first I heard it, I hated it, but then it grew on me. Uh, I think Braun Breaker is a fine name. Like, it's a cool name. It's, I don't know, I don't hate it. And I think he's good. He's big, he's strong, he do strong things. And um, I, I like that uh, he was the bridge for Scott Steiner to once again grace WWE TV. In the nicest way possible, With a live too. Mic. Yeah. Scott Steiner it's... on the microphone being completely sweet and kind was unnerving. And doing a cow impression. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Dude talked about cows. Like, he was crazy, but he wasn't offensive crazy. Anyway, not important. Not important. <laughs> Match is good. Ate up, all of, ate up all of Rick's time doing the Macho Man cow impression, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, that was Stand and Deliver. I Like I said, I really like that show. It was very very solid and i'm still interested to see what direction 2.0 continues to go because we are going to get uh solo sokoa versus cameron grimes for the north american championship and that match is going to be sweet yes uh before we jump into night two of wrestlemania i want to read from the response that i got from michaela minton uh ask her asking just what best part of the weekend was What'd you like WrestleMania? And she responds, so I really didn't like that Tommaso Ciampa lost, but he's probably getting called up, so that's fine. And I like the Index Cowboy segment thing. I thought that was funny. That was something we didn't talk about just because it wasn't a match. And also, I fast-forwarded through it because I did not care. <laughs> it's um, silly. As for WrestleMania, I liked Night 2 more than Night 1 because I was interested in every match except for the Omos one. And I don't know which one I can say that I liked more than the other, but jumping into it night two of wrestlemania started off with the big triple h entrance 
him welcoming the crowd to WrestleMania, saying thank you for the support that he received over his dealing with his health scare, and then him leaving his boots in the middle of the ring. Uh, it was a sweet moment. It it he it is something that is, I think, deserved for him for someone of the caliber of Triple H in, in his history with the company, and it's also you know. Kind of, it's it's very sad because like I said on Twitter, you know, his in-ring retirement was coming sooner than later, but for it to be this way and for him to not be able to have like a proper final, no, this is going to be my last match story. Cause I think that could have been really good, especially now with Cody back. I truly believe right. that this will not be his last match. He it, will have a match down the line. Assuming it, it, won't, it won't be, it won't be like a triple H match where he's wrestling for 30 minutes but he will have a spectacle match at some point they it's so hard to walk away and stay away there's no way he will yeah i could i, I could see it, that i could see him getting like yeah. a segment match like the maybe not even to the level of like austin owens but like but mcmahon mcmahon, McMahon McAfee. McAfee. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, it, we'll get there baby bro. it's it's the <laughs> defibrillator that's the thing where i'm like no yeah he's not like be done like this is a legitimate health problem now mm -hmm. um but yeah no it it was a bummer like i mean i'm happy they gave it to him like he definitely deserves it that's not what i mean but just his actual retirement match was gonna be something like it was going to be a big big what to do with somebody that was probably gonna deserve it and we didn't get that um, but again, it always boils down to, I'd much rather somebody have a healthier life than a good, like wrestling match. Yeah. So oh, it's just, it was just, a, <laughs> it was just a bummer to see, like, cause it's one of those, like, you don't ever want to see something like that. And it's what we got. It's a bummer. If, if the devil came to me and said, I will give you match of the year in CCW, but you die the year after. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I about to say I would shut the hell up right now if I were you. I have to go. I have to go now. Nope, too bad. Uh <laughs> match one of WrestleMania, night two. RK Bro defending and retaining the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Chad Gable and Otis deserve better. Yeah. They they deserve they deserve so much better. I was very bummed when I saw that they had lost the titles like two weeks after they won them. And whatever. Um, I am looking forward to the, the RK bro versus street profits match. We're eventually going to get just because I've said it before. I'll say it again. Montez Ford is a future world champion. There's no question in my mind, but I, I am for multiple reasons, kind of done with the RK bro stuff. So <laughs> I just, I want to say this really quick. I hate that. I don't like Matt Riddle as a person because I enjoy his work so much. I think he's so talented. He's funny um he's an incredible wrestler he's agile he's got all the talents but i don't like him so it 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 makes this very confusing for me because i want to love rk bro but it's that personal thing that keeps me from doing it um because i think this is great for him and randy like that that is a good team they're fun it's it's entertaining but it's hard to separate it sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dalton even sent me a message that night of just like, Oh, Orton looks like he's having the time of his life. And I was like, yeah, I wish it was with anybody but riddle. Yeah. It, it makes it difficult. Yeah. It makes it. And even in as, as stupid as it is, 2k 22, I've got riddle in my faction stable Dalton. And he's my favorite person to play as like, he's just, it's so much fun. He's so good. Why? Why does God waste talent? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, we don't have time to unpack all of that. No. Uh, <laughs> Next match, yeah, speaking no. of God, the almighty yeah. Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. Defeating Omos by pinfall. This is another one that after the fact, kind of like, why? Uh, because as this match was happening, I was like, holy shit, Omos needs to send Lashley a thank you card. Because he is making yeah. him look like a bajillion dollars. And then Lashley there, beats him, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, I'm thinking it's going to be Lashley versus Rain sooner than later. But, okay, that was awesome. But then, but I called it, when we were talking about it uh, the week before, yeah. I was like, I bet MVP turns on Lashley. Well, MVP wasn't even out there for the match, and he, then he turned on him the night after on Raw. Which makes no sense. Like, why would you... You know what? I'm going to hang my hat with this dude, who you yeah, already you beat. beat on your own, <laughs> clean as a sheet. You think you didn't need me? Let me show you how you did, but you didn't. <laughs> this makes sense. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, Almost this was the first has match of night no to... <laughs> Almost has no value. Like, I, I get their love of big guys. He's this very dude is huge. But he's also terrible. He's boring on the microphone. He like he's I don't get him. He is, I don't get him at all. He is one hundred percent better. He is the best version of what he is that WWE has ever had. You and think I so? oh yes, he is better than every <laughs> giant Gonzalez, great Kali, any attraction person like that because What's he Andre his time with. Is Andre was uh, was in a different class though. Like that was okay. yeah, because Andre could yeah. have matches. Like and, he could have I, compelling matches without doing just big man stuff. But like, but look at what he did with Lashley there, and tell me that is, that has no value. That I thought oh, that was I, entertaining. I also say he has no value in the sense that like I have not seen a reaction to him. Even when he was feuding with AJ Styles, it's so quiet. Like no one's buying into the big man hype. Unless I'm wrong. This is just what I've seen. I haven't watched it all, but I feel like there's there's not enough steam behind him. And then to have him lose to Lashley, I just feel like that has just stopped the train dead. Unless yeah. they do something miraculous with uh, MVP. You need to go back and watch his first uh, match or his first Mania match last year. With Who was like, that with? It was, it, it, was him and, it was AJ versus The New Day. It was okay. Kofi and Woods. Mm -hmm. And like... There was excitement when he got in the ring, and it was still against the New Day, which is saying something. Now, don't get me wrong. He went to and then immediately murdered both of them together at the same time in, like, 30 seconds flat. But, like, the crowd was into it. But that and was also was... a year ago. He's Yes, but... He's cooled. He has, like, his momentum has cooled down a lot, but it's not something that's unsalvageable. Yeah. I think, and I think, it's really... I think he's... I think he's a lot of fun on the mic. Uh, he doesn't have to say a lot. The way he yells at people cracks me up. Like, I am very entertained anytime he is on my screen. I like when he talks uh, in... Captain Insano. I like when yeah. he... <laughs> I like when he talks in his matches. You know, yes, putting having a, a mouthpiece for him for promos is great. Uh, that said, the times he's shown up on Up, Up, Down, Down, the dude is charismatic as hell. I've not seen any of that. I gotta check that out. It's, I've not seen any of that. It's, it's, I mean, it's been a while, but it's basically just him shit talking Kofi because of like ping pong or pool or something. And it's just, it's, it's very entertaining. It's, it's very good. It has to be said before we leave this alone really quick, that this was not the first match of the weekend, but it was the first night of night too. And I didn't mention this last night. So I need to now that I thought ricochet is the intercontinental champion. Finn yeah. Balor is the United States champion. 
Yep. Where the fuck are these guys? Smackdown. And if you're not, if no, that's not an answer. If you're not, <laughs> it's an answer. It's a bad answer, answer, but it's an it's answer. The if answer you're not they gave us on the biggest card of the year. Why not put one or both of those titles on some on, on somebody who was going to be, be in some of these matches that had to be apparently on the card anyway? There's a built-in easy story of give Hamas one of those titles because he beats down either one of those guys because they're little, he big, that's the story. Mm-hmm. And then have him just run roughshod over instead of tag teams over just people smaller than him trying to get the belt and Lashley pulls the why don't you pick on some of your own size kind of card. It writes itself. It's the easiest thing. You could have done the same thing to a certain degree, not the same kind of, of story, but with McIntyre and Corbin, give one of them one of those two titles and put that mm-hmm. on the... It, it, it really it bothers me more not just that Finn Balor and Ricochet weren't on the, the cards, but that neither one of the mid-card titles made the Mania card. Two nights. You had two nights of matches, and you couldn't find anywhere to put the theoretically second most important titles on both of those shows. And especially when That's you consider to me. that it has now been over a full calendar year since the Intercontinental Championship has been defended on pay-per-view. Ridiculous. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. showed up to Shannon's house. They were so mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next match up was Johnny Knoxville defeating yes. Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. Look, look. Real quick, make the same point. Give Sami Zayn the Intercontinental title. You know how mad he already it had would it. not be if Johnny Knoxville was the Intercontinental Champion? Like, I love that that's how they got the match, that he cost him the title. Mm-hmm. I would also not be mad at this point if you gave Johnny Knoxville a mid-card title. Why not? It clearly not? doesn't mean anything anyway. I think just that's just a touch... It. I think that's a touch of bridge too far. Uh, no, but I, I do... No, lo- but I've I embrace the silliness. The 24-7 title. Where was it? It yeah. wasn't on the card either. Put it in this match. That's what I was going to say. Is It's like the 24-7 okay. title would have been perfect here. Um, or even if it is the Intercontinental Championship, then on Raw, just have him get demolished by Omos, Omos. to, to, to yeah. win the title or something like that. Um, this was just a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's, I am genuinely this surprised. One of my favorite things. I am genuinely <laughs> surprised that Johnny Knoxville did not draw a door on the on the like side of a railing, walk through it, and then come out from under the ring like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. That. Zane, Zane, just, that. Zane just holding up signs that are just like, help. This is <laughs> the only... It was super over the top. It went kind of long, I thought, for my liking. But at the same time, like, I kind of loved everything they did. Um, this is a rare moment that I will say I missed the Thunderdome. Because uh, this match with, like, edits and cuts oh, God. would have been even more wild. And I kind of want to see that version of it. Um, I'm surprised yeah, it wasn't a uh, cinematic match. Yeah, really and that's it wasn't a cinematic match. and that's what I mean. I think there, I, th- I don't think we're going to well, get many cinematic matches now that live crowds are back. But this is one that I would have loved to have had as a cinematic yeah, you, match. I think the big, the big difference there would be you don't get the same reaction for a cinematic match you play for a live crowd when all the guest stars start coming out. Yeah. Like when all the the other people started showing up, you don't get that same level of reaction. Now, yes, if this was still Thunderdome time and they were still doing that, that would have been great because then you don't get like you know the the flub with the mouse trap at the end or or mm-hmm. the little just kind of little things that didn't like work maybe the way that they were supposed to. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you if you even just watch the highlights for this match, just the like you know thirty seconds to a minute they put in the promo reel, it, it's it's the funniest thing and it's the best like legitimately one of the best things to come out of this whole weekend. 
I, I went into this match because you guys know me. I'm kind of a I'm a, I'm a little bit of a wrestling purist when it comes to I, I don't like the Invisible Man. I don't like Orange Cassidy very much. You know I'm I don't like the silly things when it's over the top silly. And I went into this match expecting to just be shaking my head the entire time, but I ended up loving it. Like it was so much fun. And when Party Boy came out, I was done. I was like <laughs> I'm done. this is the fucking best thing. And then fucking Wee Man comes out, and not only does Wee Man come out and have that Andre. Uh, of Hogan Slam, but then he takes the hardest fucking kick. <laughs> God, I thought he broke his face again. Off. Shannon, Shannon Ansa said it, and I'm giving him credit. It's even harder than Wee Man kicked himself. Like, <laughs> that little... And but in fairness, name a more iconic duo of Jackass crew getting kicked in the head by a professional wrestler. Like that's that's true. Th- th- those are those are two things that go hand in hand. Umaga was looking down at Sami Zayn, just being like, "You did well. Yes. You did good, kid. Uh, Carry the legacy." My Knoxville not- ever gets like bored and just wants to be not even just a wrestler, but even a wrestling manager. Like just the, the way that they handled the little promos with him. Uh, Sarah was cracking up for thirty minutes over the when Sami Zayn challenged him, and he goes, <laughs> "You're on, Schnookums. <laughs> I'll see you there." Yeah. <laughs> he was so he was so tickled. It was just. One of my favorite things was after the match, Michael Cole just had to ask Pat McAfee why he knew so much about Chris Pontius's ass cheeks. <laughs> and it's one of those things like, oh, Michael Cole was too old for jackass when it was a thing. Like, because he was just like, Pat McAfee was like, I saw his bare ass so many times during my developmental years. It's not even funny. He grew up on it. Michael, yeah, he grew up on it. Michael Cole legitimately breaking multiple times, <laughs> I think is a testament to how great this match was. Because like... Uh, the, there you can tell the the forced canned like laugh that he has was not yeah. present in this yeah. match. No. We we saw it uh, a little bit later, but like oh this was this was genuine fun. You could tell they were having the yes. my favorite part of the match, and I'm very happy that Kevin Dunn didn't fuck this up. But they hid the giant hand so well, <laughs> like that because like that could have been spoiled. Like the live crowd knew that spot was coming. But just to see him running and just fucking, (laughs) woo! Please tell me you saw who had the best reaction to that. Uh, Yes. It's Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My son is on WrestleMania. He said, I only create generational talent. Yeah. Yeah, that got me, yeah. I thought it was going to be somebody's live reaction. Uh, But, like, (laughs) yeah, no. He had a stroke. Uh oh! I don't know if he's reviewed it yet, but when that he pops has. up on YouTube, okay, well that's gonna be a watch. I, I haven't listened to it yet because I I can just see that's from the thumbnail he's not gonna enjoy this match. But whenever he doesn't enjoy him things, from Botchamania, just the <laughs> uh no. But that was probably the best thing because it's one of those things that kept like that whole thing could have been ruined. But they did such a good job not tipping the hand to it. No pun intended. Uh, I didn't know it was there. Pun absolutely intended. And then just, woo, it was perfect. I I will say the only only downside to the hand spot is there was no baby powder. Because that's just, that's such a big part of it. But again, I I completely understand why they couldn't. But it it did feel a little bit like, oh man. There were were none of the gags that I thought didn't work. That was, I think, my my favorite part. They all made sense, kind of. Mm -hmm. I will say. The was iffy. The credit to credit to Knoxville though for covering, because yeah. he immediately yeah. like fixed it. Yeah, like yeah. It, yeah. we have seen it. we have seen people try to pull a, a championship down from a ladder slower than he recognized something went wrong and knew immediately how to fix it. 
Oh, if you think yeah. he didn't have some hand in the construction of that thing in the first place, he was yeah. like, "No, no, no, guys, I got it. I know the." I, know <laughs> I forgot the, the. I forgot the nut kicking contraption. That was another thing that happened. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> buddy, yeah. that was the best I, WrestleMania match ever. The the most ingenious part that I thought, how has no one thought to do this before, was that he had a handheld control for the pyros in the in the turnbuckles so like as soon as he got up there he just that little <laughs> shot of his hand just going up from there and him just giggling as he shot him so, when, so he, when he did that the first time i thought he was trying to use the air horn again and it didn't work and i was oh, like oh yeah. no. but then the sparkles <laughs> came up and i was like i got you okay that would have killed shit. if that had happened in aw that would have killed Sami Zayn. Countdown's <laughs> <laughs> um, going down. No. <laughs> next match was the fatal four way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships that saw Sasha Banks and Naomi win the titles off of Carmella and Queen Zelina, uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Not a ton to say about this match. Uh, I have, other than like I'm super excited for Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, it's very cool that Sasha Banks got her first WrestleMania win. Uh, which is That's long two since deserved. Yeah, yeah, two, two, two in the, the night. night. Yeah. And then um, also Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley's entrance. Uh, just a special shout out it. specifically for that. Uh, my brother in Christ, the internet is your friend. And I okay. strongly recommend uh, doing some investigative work. Absolutely maidenless behavior. I, yeah, I was no, I, so I, sad. I was so sad that I wanted Liv Morgan to win. I wanted this to be the night she finally got it. Um, I I think I after all, we Morgan, know now please. why they're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, and I'm okay, yes. and I'm way okay with that. Um, but yeah. also, yeah, it would be nice for like, I like both Morgan and I. I love Liv Morgan. I really like Rhea Ripley. And there's no one in this match I dislike. I don't love what they're doing with Carmella with the whole like, I'm horny for my fiance, and my fiance just talks about how much he wants to fuck me on air like all right we get it that's yeah, cool i did that gimmick years ago catch <laughs> up. Um, but outside of that yeah i it was it was a solid match like there was nothing egregiously like bad about it by any means and like i said i'm i'm i either wanted sasha and naomi to win or i wanted live in rio to win so yeah, i at least I'm, got that because they no one can. wanted Shayna and uh natalia to win nope I wouldn't been yeah. I wouldn't have been mad about I, it, but yeah, no, that's not who I would have preferred. No, there's <laughs> they're just uh, there. Yeah, no, uh, Trishina wanted Nat Natalia to win, and that was the only person. That's her super fan. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. everybody gets and, one. Yeah, yeah, everybody gets one, and that's hers. <laughs> Next up was Edge defeating AJ Styles in their match after Damian Priest made his sudden appearance at ringside distracting AJ, uh, buying Edge some time to spear him out of the phenomenal forearm attempt. This, I think it's it's between this and Bianca and Becky that is my favorite WrestleMania match. So, go ahead because I'm going to disagree. Please. That's fine. I'm sorry. Uh, I think the only knock that I have against it is that the crowd was so spent after the Knoxville the Knoxville Zayn match. And then like, when you look at the first four matches, it's the tag team. That was kind of a million miles a minute for the most part. Like it, it, it moved pretty quickly. Lashley versus Amos was just a train wreck from the bell ring in the best possible way for me. You had the, the Looney Tune cartoon in Zayn Knoxville, the, the, the fatal four way for the tag match 
was the most really traditional tag match, like, uh, outside of the first match. Like, it was a more traditional match. But even then had the really emotional moment with Sasha and Naomi winning. Naomi winning. And so this one, the crowd, I feel felt like was, like, Hunter, you even mentioned it, of just like, oh, they, they are spent. They don't know what yep. they're, they, they don't know how to really take in what's going on no. here. Uh, also, no. this match gets an extra, just bonus two stars because of Edge's entrance. That was great. That was, that was cool. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it okay. takes, uh, even not just the physical part, but this is the first time I've heard his new music. It takes balls to walk away from Metalingus. Like it's still that, that, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can this tell, but it, yeah. it had to take a lot of, uh, of, um, I don't think a lot it took a lot of talking on uh, their part to him. I suspect that Edge was the one who went, you've got to get me away from this this theme because they're never going to turn on me if they hear that song. And I, I'm well aware, don't get me wrong, that he played a heel under Metalingus for most of the time he used that. But Since this has come back, though. He's too legendary. That's not, yeah. yeah, that's not it anymore. And I feel like um, this is going to be a totally different kind of heel where that song worked for that character. Like the Rated R Superstar, that song worked right. for. I think what he's about right. to do... It, it will not work at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my different opinion on that, I thought it was a good match, but I thought it went too long. I I don't know why this match, like, I got frustrated with it at one point, and I was just thinking, like, it's too long. Like, I, I don't know. I wish I could explain why. It, I, I just It didn't work It was the most me. methodical match, I feel like, of, of really either night of WrestleMania, but specifically this night. Everything on this night, for the most part, up to that point, was balls to the wall. Just it just kept happening, kept going, kept moving. Or it was and a multi person match. AJ, right, right. And then and and in that it keeps going, you know, faster mm-hmm. just because you have so many people moving in and out and, and so many moving parts. Um, Edge and AJ put on a very to me, if you if you take it back several years, it was a very classic kind of WrestleMania match. You look back at cards around like twenty twenty one where you had Shawn Michaels, uh Kurt Angle, these guys who who were putting on these, you know, yeah, they had some high octane moments, but they were also just like breaking down a body part or really where you know working on a hold or something. This was more of that, probably because these guys both kind of come from that era, um, and they were kind of what what is almost depressingly, I think at this point, an old school kind of wrestling match for us. It's it's that kind of not retro. It's not that far back, but it's it's just more indicative of a time that we we came up with. In that way, I liked it more. <laughs> uh, I kind of bridged the difference between you two guys. I did have my issues with it. I, I also thought it got maybe not a little too long, but a little too slow at a couple of points. Uh, that might have also just been the slow crowd influencing it for me. Because it was the overall, longest match yeah, of the weekend. Was, I yeah. think that's, that's what really messed it up for me was the fact that like they were pulling out these big stops and doing these big things, and there was just not the crowd reaction that deserved it and i think that directly influenced my enjoyment of it um because they were doing stuff that was important but the crowd didn't make it feel important and that's on the crowd that's not on them but you know i would be lying if i said it didn't kind of hamper my um enjoyment of it all but i still thought it was a good match don't get me wrong i wouldn't say it's bad in any way it just it didn't work for me as much as i was kind of hoping because this was probably the match i was looking forward to the most and it just didn't click for me yeah, and it did, and I will say, that, like, to the crowd's credit, like, they did pick up towards the back end of it. Like, they did kind yeah. of start to come alive one day. I think this, it was placed very weirdly, because, you know, like we've already said, I, I would almost have put this on night one and tried to have found something to, like, maybe Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Like, swap those nights. And I think that that would have done better, like, as an attraction to keep the, yeah. to hold the crowd's attention. Dalton, what did you think of the match? 
Oh, it was great. Uh, it was, it's like Hunter said, it's, it very much felt like a 2008, 2009 main event pay-per-view match in WWE. The way they worked it, it was nice and slow. Um, I do like those kind of matches. Um, but when you were, it, it's, it was the crowd. Um, a lot of people like to say that if you watch Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania 17, don't watch it with the sound off because it ruins the match. Mm-hmm. I think if you watch this one with the sound off, it makes it better because the crowd not getting into it as much really does affect it. Sure. Um, next up was the match that was supposed to happen on night one, but was cut for oh, time. Please don't. Please don't. Sheamus and Reg Holland defeat Ridge Holland defeating the New Day. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Uh, whereas the last match was the longest match of the weekend. This was the shortest match and not by a little, uh, at a minute and 40, less than two minutes, uh, including the fact that granted I, what I said about triple H getting his moment at the beginning of the show stands 100% important deserve to happen, but the bell didn't ring for the first match of the night until 20 minutes in. We got recap videos. We got two nights in a row of the Undertaker wearing the exact same suit for the hall to just walk out onto the stage for the hall of fame. Uh, there's so much stuff that could have been cut to give this more time. And then to just have the new day lose so unceremoniously, it's like, all right, well then like, I'm glad we got to see the singlets and that was cool. But like, and, and, and Butch doing his best scrappy do chicken. Butch was my favorite part. To be fair, how can you expect to last more than a minute 41 with Butch circling Butch. at ringside? Butch how can like anyone a, expect like to survive? maniac, an animal, the, a filthy animal. The chicken hawk from Looney Tunes. He should have been, <laughs> been part of Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> He's pugnacious. Oh. That was my favorite. Other than the oh, most stupendous man. WrestleMania, the pugnacious. Stupendous. Butch. Oh, this episode is absolutely going to be the most stupendous, nerdiest part of the ring <laughs> of all time. Um, uh, anyone got any pressing thoughts on New Day versus Fight Night? I mean, worthless. The only thing, the only thing I want to throw out there is I really thought, man, surely they'll at least throw Kofi and Xavier a bone. Mm-hmm. You know, Biggie, Biggie injured in the worst, the most horrible way. This then gets cut from night one. We're thinking it may not even happen because Seamus, when someone asked, just literally tweeted a, a, a scissors emoji like, nope, yep. they took us out. Um, I still don't really love this thing building up around him. It feels very like at some point in time, they're going to go down to NXT and feud with old Tony Soprano or whatever. And it's going to be a whole thing. Uh, once again, my wife literally looked up and I mean, she knows Seamus, but as they were all coming out, she goes, so are they like the IRA or what am I looking at here? I don't, really, <laughs> I don't know. What I don't get it. Um, recognized, you know, Butch for who he used to be. And, and, and she wasn't even, you know, a huge fan of, of him and NXT and was just like, Oh, they're doing what with this guy now? Yeah, no, I have I have no thoughts other than it was just I, I don't think anybody who put all this together had any thoughts either. That's my thought about <laughs> it. No thoughts, head empty. Put it out there. Uh, well, following Butch. that up, because they they only they, they didn't need more than a minute 40. They uh, we got Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theory with Mr. McMahon. Um, again, I I am a little bit corrected because I, this was a really great outing for McAfee. Um, Theory did well playing his role. Him constantly looking to Mr. McMahon for validation was 
kind of funny to me. Um, everything that happened after 100% did not need to, and it did not need to take what felt like 30 more minutes. Um, because after the match, which like we've seen him do something similar, if not the same spot before, but the backflip off of the top turnbuckle into him just running and getting onto the top just with a one jump. Amazing. McAfee is, is an incredible athlete. No one was questioning that, but also I thought they had a, a pretty solid match. Um, who did not have a solid match was then Mr. McMahon, who defeated Pat McAfee in an official match. Uh, This is Mr. McMahon's first ever WrestleMania win and his first WrestleMania match in, I think it's like 10 years? At 70, what, six years old? Something like that, something. Legitimately. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I was like, no, it was later than that. I forgot that bret hart happened yeah it was the bret the bret hart match was his last wrestlemania match um this was bad there was no redeeming quality to this um mcafee having to sell for him it 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 was it this was truly all this was truly the worst like match but it was also uh, just a terrible like all-time wrestlemania bad segments and i was at wrestlemania 27 live I uh I did listen to Jim Cornette's review of this match because I was kind of curious. He was very uh very up on Pat McAfee, very up on Austin Theory. Thought they were both incredible talents, and he basically laid it out better than they did it here. He didn't understand why they did it the way they did, where McMahon kept letting McAfee get back up to fight him and kept putting him back down. You've got Austin Theory there. Why you don't just have Austin Theory jump the already hurt McAfee from behind, beat him down, and then have McMahon just pin him? He still gets the victory, and then it looks better than Pat McAfee having to sell offense for a 76-year-old man. Like, that was absolutely embarrassing. Uh, it could kill someone's career. I don't think it's going to kill McAfee's career, but uh, that's bad, man. That's embarrassing. It, it was just a bad, bad idea. Or even bad. just, and he could even just be like, the referee, like, admonishing McMahon for using a weapon or something and just being like, if you disqualify me, you're fired. Right, like all you, so you could you do could something go. like yeah, that, or you could the just commentary skip. team had to carry that. They made yeah. mention of somebody said something at one point in time, like, "What are you going to do? Disqualify the owner of the company?" And yeah, all that. it was Byron like, because, and Byron was playing yeah. it up like, if Michael Cole doesn't tow, just say what that how great this is that he'll yeah. get fired. So Byron was trying to like protect Michael Cole's job. It was all stupid. What should have happened is the match happens, McAfee beats Theory, then McMahon like runs him down on the microphone or something. McAfee jumps him from behind. McMahon then gets in it, gets in on it. It's not an actual match, and then you can still have Stone Cold come out and make the save, and and stun right, everybody. But that the said, problem with that is that Vince McMahon doesn't get to win a match. Then yeah, which well, is, Triple H should have flowers. <laughs> Honestly, he should have just kicked him in the nuts on Front Street. It should have just been that kind of thing where he just all right, cool, I'll wrestle you. Pat McAfee comes in, I... kick him in the fucking dick. Like yeah, there's it's better than him. It's better than. It needs to be said. Vince McMahon wore a black shirt and and blue trousers, and it didn't look good. <laughs> I don't know who dresses the McMahons, but it makes me very sad. Stephanie looks like she got dressed in the dark all the time. Jeez. Vince has very poor taste, and these people have lots and lots of money. Jesse sent me a picture Please, of, an, of like an, take care of them. An NFL owner with just the most egregious, terrible bowl cut I have ever seen in my life, uh, and and he was like, "No, but that's intentional." He pays a whole lot of money for a dude to cut his hair specifically like that. 
It's like, what the hell? I, I'm starting to think maybe the McMahons and specifically Vince and Stephanie both have inherited that, like, oh, Bill Gates, you know, is one of the richest people in the world, and he looks like he cut his own hair uh, while he was taking a shower. <laughs> so, like, maybe we need to evoke. He, he looks like the thing. Bill Gates has that haircut so from bad. of the, the buzzard from Looney Tunes. There's a lot of Looney Tunes influence <laughs> going on. Of. Uh, at, at least it, this gave us uh, what I thought was the best gift from WrestleMania, and that was the worst stunner of all time. It's the only redeeming thing about that whole segment to me, because even Austin, once he hit it, was cracking up. He was yeah. laughing his ass he off. He thought it was great. And yeah. really, it's not even not even just that one. We got three all-time stunner cells, because yeah, yeah. the theory one... Where he is like just it was takes a vertical leap and is just flailing every limb. That was pretty fantastic. The McAfee one is, I would say, is the best traditional stunner cell we've seen in a very long time of just the straight up and then just like plank but he fall was... straight backwards with the beer spit. Yeah, so much spit in this segment too. He did Gross. he did the beer spit perfect. I was like, mm-hmm. not a great bump, amazing cell. Oh, screw because you, the, it's the bump was great. It's it just went straight up and it was perfect. It was the perfect arc of beer. Mm-hmm. Like Pat McAfee, ten out of ten. Austin Theory, eleven out of ten, because he got so high. Like it was beautiful. Uh McMahon, Mr. McMahon. 13, thirteen out of ten, because Vince was upset that he had the worst stunner cell of all time that he decided to outdo himself. Uh, records, baby. Thirteen out of ten to the editing department who managed to splice together footage from that to make it look like a relatively normal stunner cell. I don't. I don't think anybody has called it out, but over the weekend, you know, we had all these little call outs to people. Champa doing the Triple H and and uh, Shawn Michaels stuff and NXT and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Theory was just doing his best. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. He did the perfect to the back and the flip and the thing and. Mm-hmm. The, it was it was right between Scott Hall and The Rock. That's what I liked about it. Was it was right in the Rock was the only other one who ever did like the fingertip kind of point mm-hmm. as he flipped backward. But this this was right down the middle. It was good yeah. stuff. And God then, bless you, McMahon. <laughs> and then the main event, night two, the winner takes all unification match, the WWE champion Brock Lesnar, the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns to determine the new undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Uwu Champion. Uwu. This match was a Roman oh, Reigns Brock Lesnar match. It yep. it wasn't terrible. All finishers. It was all finishers. It was hard hitting. It was relatively quick. Um, it ended very, very abruptly in what kind of led a lot of people to think that Roman might legitimately be injured uh, because there is what I thought was a pretty hilarious unintentional moment of my tribal chief. Please, my tribal chief, you have to get up my tribal chief. Paul Heyman just begging him and just putting over the whole character and Roman just kind of quietly. Paul, it's out. Paul, it's out. It's out, Paul. It, like talking about it because it was after the Kimura. So like, Oh, he might've dislocated his shoulder. And so it's just like, even if that wasn't like, even if it was all work, his, he's not actually injured. And it was, but just that dichotomy of energies was, I, I'm the only pretty great. I may be the only person that thought that I hated that Paul Heyman thing where he was like my tribal chief. Like it was so corny and over top and not in the normal good way. I don't know why it bothered me. It just, it was irritating. Uh, and I thought the match was just okay. Like this is the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. This it's like every other match they've ever had. There was no spectacle. There was no like nothing major happened. There was no rock at the end. I mean, it was so I, bland and by the paint by the numbers, I, which I, is still good. But like I expected more from the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. And you're right because you know what's one of the most memorable things that I liked the most about this match 
was Brock Lesnar beating the 10 count because he was crawling his way to the ring pretty much from count four all the way to 10. Bianca Belair literally slayed motionless for nine and a half seconds and then pops up and rolls into the ring to break the 10 count. I hate that. I hate that way that they do it. Lesnar did it perfectly where he was fighting the entire time to get back into the ring. That is so much more like drama. And it's kind of sad that like, that's one of my big takeaways from the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. (laughs) I do wish they had addressed that though. And maybe I missed it on commentary, but I was thinking about this this morning. Um, And I know it's not the point, but it did, it did kind of frustrate me. So this is a a title versus title match is a unification match, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know that they ever specifically said what happens in the event of anything, but a pinfall or a submission and a count out does, does Roman win? Cause typically you don't win the title on a count out or a DQ. So does he get to walk away with just his title? Do they just go, well, we're not going to unify the titles now. Everyone goes home happy. It (laughs) it is a failing of them to not address that. But my head, I I was working under the assumption that no matter who won, no matter how they won, would get both titles. But yeah, I I do wish they had just said that. Yeah, because I could also 100% have seen there being some kind of fucky finish, a double count out, a double disqualification, something like that. And it being like, okay, well, never mind. We're not unifying the titles. And don't yeah. tell me that WWE wouldn't do that at WrestleMania because twice in a lifetime. Yeah, well, I still don't think that they have a plan for what to do with unified titles. I mean, just, yes, that obviously sums the whole thing up. But but this too, like, I, I oh. don't know what the plan is. All right, like, time out then. You're clearly not a real fan because on Raw, they laid it out pretty clearly that if you oh watch boy. SmackDown, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Which They <laughs> sure will. Because... The the overall the raw after Mania was very very underwhelming. We're not going to talk about that anymore because we're already way over. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you didn't like Ezekiel, uh, Elias's younger brother. Yeah, I adrenaline in my soul. Elias is now Ezekiel. I think my favorite part of that was someone posted that picture and said, "When you're so embarrassed because you got discovered that you donated to uh, Drake, uh, whatever <laughs> that ref's name is, mm-hmm. that you had to like change your whole look, change your identity." Yeah. Uh, the best thing about the the Ezekiel thing was uh, the promo. No, okay. No, the- Thanks for coming, guys. It's good to be here on the show. <laughs> No, go ahead. Don't do that. No, it's fine. No, I do. I do want to know what the best part of it was because I am curious uh, with that. WWE 2K22 stooged that he was getting new ring gear in his promo pick whenever they showed him because it was Elias very much in those tights, like in those trunks Eh. with the beard. Uh, Just I was like, oh, I wonder what his new gimmick's gonna be, and then he came out, and I was like, there it is. There it is. There it is. People were disappointed that they didn't get to see Ezekiel Jackson make his grand return on the Raw after Mania. You joke, I would have loved that. That would have been pretty cool. Like, What happened to that guy? Uh, he, well, he took got the released. ECW title and disappeared. He got released. He showed up very briefly on Lucha Underground, and then that's yeah. about all I know. Oh, yeah. What's the last thing I remember about him? Yeah. So, yeah. He's driving a taco truck. <laughs> With El Jefe. <laughs> He is El Jefe. Spoiler uh, alert. All right, so we're an hour and a half in. We've done it. We've get we've got the weekend overall thoughts for WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Shannon, go. I was very entertained. I legitimately had a good time on both nights. Uh, this was. I think I did watch WrestleMania last year, um, and I thought it was fine. But like, I legitimately enjoyed it this year. I had fun. 
and you know as you get older and you creep closer and closer to death you start to realize that you just enjoy fun it doesn't matter if the logic wasn't there it doesn't matter if you know not all the wrestling was great or you expected certain things and that didn't happen did you have fun and you enjoyed yourself i did so i have thumbs up for me i, I loved it hunter yeah i was uh i i, I feel like this phrase now is kind of tainted like sometimes it comes across kind of shitty but i was very sports entertained and i mean that legitimately like i i like shannon i had a lot of fun um i most of that fun was with the stuff that was not necessarily the best wrestling uh and that's why i say it that way you know i loved the knoxville zane stuff i loved a lot of just the spectacle type stuff um the 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 wrestling was good where it was and it wasn't where it wasn't and some of the logic wasn't great but for the most part you know, I I had a good time. Even with the stuff that I didn't love, I still had a good time. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Dalton, final closing thoughts for WrestleMania 38. Uh, really good show. Uh, shows, I hate WrestleMania being two nights because, man, it's a lot in one weekend. Uh, but it was good. It was a good two nights. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat as everybody else. I... Ended up liking night one a lot more than I thought I was going to, given what the matches were on paper. Uh, night two between AJ and Edge and the Knoxville uh, Zane match it was just like an absolute blast to watch. And I think that they did a good job, but also, yeah, I would not be upset if they went back to one night, especially with like how much stuff that is like, really, it's this on the card. Like Hunter had mentioned with the Omos Lashley of this is on the card, but not the mid-card championships. That's kind of seems weird, but that's also been WWE for the last, you know, however long. So that's not going to change. But uh, what did you, the audience, think of WrestleMania? Did you like night one better? Did you like night two better? What are your predictions for next year's WrestleMania? That was something that I was going to ask everybody what you thought the next year's WrestleMania main event was going to be. But I'm not going to subject you to having to record any longer. Um, Rock Reigns. Really? Rock Reigns. Rock Reigns? Yeah. Fair. I, I so. would love to see that. At this point, I'm not convinced it's happening anytime soon. Yeah, because I, I feel like they if were... If it was going to happen, it would have happened. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong at all. So, uh, But yeah, you can follow us on the... Sh- uh, you can follow the show at Nerdiest Part. Uh, follow myself on Twitter, PZ85D... No, that's Dalton. PZ85DAnthony is Dalton on Twitter. I'm the five-star man. That's that's what my thing is. Uh, you can go to Podzilla1985.com. Make sure you're subscribed there. If you're listening to this, you most undoubtedly already are. But just in case you're not, uh, you can hear our thoughts on night one of WrestleMania as well there on the newest episode of PWU. Shannon, Hunter, do either of you have anything else that you would like to plug before we get out? Uh, well, actually, we're Hunter and I are about to go record our second show of the night. We're going to record the um, the seventh-year anniversary of Podzilla 1985, which you are both invited to, by the way. Absolutely. Anyone that wants to show up can. It's just going to be a very casual uh, celebration type thing. Uh, you guys can check this out tomorrow. It should be fun or terrible. That's one or the other. Either, who knows? Anniversaries will go one of two ways. I mean, there's <laughs> no ways. in between. They're it's the best or the worst thing you've listened to. But they're memorable, and that's what counts. That's right. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Also, it was a good idea of splitting yeah. it between two nights because otherwise it would have just been like a three-hour show. Done. I thought it was. I thought it was a fun <laughs> idea. Yeah, and it was great to record with you guys again. This is the most we've done in months. So yes, love it. So, uh, but yeah. Follow the show, rate the show, five stars, 100, 10 out of 10, whatever it is, because that helps with the algorithms, all of that. 
but until next week, we will be back. Oh, also, thank you again, Roger, uh, for Mouthful Studios for the uh, Mouthpiece Studios. Sorry, um, for the new entr- entrance intro music. It's not entrance music; it's intro music. My brain is shutting <laughs> down. I can feel it going. So until oh, 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so until <laughs> until next week, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and watch wrestling.